Hello, everyone, and welcome to our September 2020 IRA Explorer call. Can you believe it? September already and halfway through the month already. It, you know, some months in this weird pandemic time go so slowly and others are just gone like that. So with that said, I'm Janine Stanley, your Explorer Community Manager. I have with me tonight Mr. Ryan Bishop, our Explorer Account Manager, among many other hats he wears. Hey, Ryan. Hello, Janine, and hello, everybody. So happy to be here for this Explorer call in September. I almost said a different month. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's rushing it. He's rushing it. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure we're all hoping for November to be over soon. Either way. So, anyway, we'll steer right out of that topic, and our special guest tonight is Emily Hill, our Director of Customer Experience. Hopefully I got that correct, Emily. You sure did. I got, Hi, the, customer. <laughs> yeah, I got the customer experience part there. So, we happen to have a Q&A box uh, up here. And you can actually type your questions into that box throughout our conversation, and we will try to address them. But also, we will try to give you some time for Q&A. Ira News. So, we have a couple news items for you. And if Troy is able to join us tonight, he's got a pretty packed schedule, so he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to pop in or not. But hopefully, he will soon. Um, I'm in, oh, he's here. There he is. Look at that. I was about to just say hi, Troy, but you have to. <laughs> he snuck up on us. All right, everyone. So here he is, our chief executive officer, Mr. Troy Attilio. Hey, Troy. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing? How many people do we have on the call, Janine? Let's see. How many do we have? Do we have Ryan? We've got a number of Zoom. Forty-three on Zoom. Ooh, forty on Zoom. All right. Awesome. And, and a few of them are on YouTube. A few on YouTube. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll tell you that number. <laughs> He's <in>. uh, <laughs> hunting up the YouTube or the uh, yeah the YouTube numbers. Nice. I said I'm not ready for YouTube tonight. <laughs> 10 people on YouTube right All now, right. but it is growing and lots of chats. Exponentially <laughs> and lots of chats. All right. <laughs> That's great. So what's what's new and exciting in Iris since last month, Troy? We had that little, you know, thing with the five-minute change, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I'm uh, listening. We're all listening well to our customers. I mean, we tried to be very transparent and clear on like why we were making those changes, what we saw, what we needed to do. We tried to be very clear on kind of the details of, of how the change would work. Um, what I've heard back, um, you know, from Emily, from customers, by looking at, I go into our groups.io, um, we have our dynamic insight group. Um, what I've heard is that by and large, I think everyone uh, understood the rationale and appreciated the transparency and ultimately um, are working with, you know, the new, the new offer, the new ability, or, um, you know, some may say the lack, you know, lack of, of calls. We're seeing more people sign up for uh, plans, right. To get, to get more minutes. And I've also even heard from explorers who have said that, uh, gee, they had a subscription and they kept having short calls and they never were using the minutes. And there was even a feeling of, um, maybe not guilt, but they were like, there was a concern about that. Now they're using their minutes. And, um, you know, again, this is what I'm hearing that, that that's, you know, it, it feels, I don't want to say better, but it, it, it makes more sense. So ultimately we're, 
We are seeing a decrease in that usage as we would expect because it's less available, which is allowing us to operate more sustainably, which is the goal. And um, and we're monitoring our you know our call volume. We're monitoring our how fast we pick up and. Um, so far, everything is with, you know, we, we like to have a high bar, a high excellence bar. It doesn't mean we hit every call in time, but we staff based on on uh, the data we have. We, base, we staff based on a bunch of historical trends and some really interesting technology that I won't get into. But so far, um, it looks like we're, we're hitting that, the, the numbers we want to hit so that we can be sustainable and continue to give great service. That's exciting, very yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. And we keep uh, we keep doing more and more as uh, the months go on here into the school year, right? Higher education is a big focus. Yeah, and if anyone's following, uh, you know, um, you know, I'm a numbers guy at some level. Today we have over fifty transportation uh, organizations, businesses, airports. Um, Houston Metro, we have a lot of transportation, but what is quickly catching up is higher ed. Um, We've added uh, six new universities, and they're not all announced, so I gotta be careful here because they like to (laughs) announce on their own terms and, you know, know, celebrate it. Uh, So I'm probably not gonna say, well, we talk about what, University University of Wisconsin-Madison, but we have six in the last six weeks sign up for IRA. So that's something that um, the universities are seeing value in. And a lot of so to the explorers are out there, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, maybe one or two of them that, you know, is helped fundamentally with you know, a lot of these um, access offers get driven because someone uh, knocks on the right door and gets us, you know, in, in to present and describe what we can do. And that usually leads to this, you know, the, the outcome we all hope for. And so we're, we're pretty excited about universities. Um, you know, I think uh, it's a strange, it's a strange year, right? And saying, yeah. say, citing the, uh, saying the obvious. And, uh, you know, we hope with Ira, you know, with all the changes, it can be a little less challenging for, for the students and the faculty too, the yeah. faculty, staff, and visitors. Um, I know OSU, and I'll stop here, um, Ohio State really wanted to make sure it wasn't just for the students, it wasn't just for the faculty, but they wanted alumni visiting the school, the campus, to you know have that uh, experience uh, that, that Ira can provide. Which is awesome. And even though we don't have football this year, I'm mourning the Big Ten, but um, there are so many activities centered around the campus and the medical facilities that this offer covers that it's really, Mm -hmm. really nice. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, we also have done a couple really interesting partnerships since our last call, Troy. We just finished up the Island 2020 conference with the folks at Princeton. And this was really groundbreaking. You're gonna hear more about this uh, in the next few weeks, um, the process that we went through and what we actually did for that conference to provide a live IRA agent to be describing slides in a whole new way through a conference that was focused on STEM Mm -hmm. for people. And so that was pretty exciting. And uh, Princeton is, of course, one of our access campuses. So uh, this went right into their mission to get more folks involved in STEM activities. And then we 
have really been focusing on our friends up north in Canada. We had a great call with the Alliance for Equality of Blind Canadians, and that's a fantastic organization up there. And then we also spoke uh, this week to the Western Canadian support group for uh, visual impairment and those folks also um, really really good folks with the cnib and yeah. so you know we're uh, we're out there so what about other access locations well first i want to just pause on on canada is there, there's no way we can do a poll like this is um i love zoom and i love youtube but i, I always want to know who's out there right and i'm um you know i'm looking at my screen and of course i see janine and ryan and emily is there any way to know how many Canadians are on the call? Hey, Canadians, right. raise your hands. Raise your hand. And you raise your hand on the Mac. It is option Y. On the PC, Ryan, it is alt Y, correct? Correct, yeah. Yep, alt Y. And on the phone, it is star nine to raise your hand. I see one hand up so far. <gasps> one Canadian? No. <laughs> well, this is kind of a, a bit of a point and also a bit of an excitement, which is, you know, at IRA, we were focusing on so many things. Um, one thing we haven't focused enough on is really, you know, embracing and, and deploying IRA to more individuals and more access partners in Canada. And so there's, you know, we're, we're going to be spending more time and energy there. And, um, you know, I, I, I would love for anyone who's in Canada, like, the more you demo, the more you talk about IRA, you know, so go social, whatever. Um, we're coming. Uh, we're going to expand. Um, and and we're just getting started. We're making these great uh, relationships and kind of renewing our, our focus there. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm just excited because um, I've got some friends up in Canada and I, I just, I love the, uh, I love the climate actually. We, what, I'm down in San Diego. Some of you might be in some warmer climate. Ryan, you're what, in Arizona, right? And right, yep. It's, it's always warm. And, you know, I, I like mountains and trees and open space. And, um, you know, I'm fond of Canada. And I, I haven't met a Canadian I, I don't like. I may find one, but. Um, <laughs> there there are aren't many. <laughs> if any. Here. If any. Well, yeah. so, yeah. So, you know, all you Canadians, uh, shout out, get your friends, and uh, let's start talking access locations up there because we have three airports. We have mm -hmm. uh, Toronto Pearson, we have Winnipeg, and we have Vancouver. So um, we're, we're going to hope to get coast to coast, so we need some of those East Coast airports. Yeah. Join, join the, I, I know we think nobody's flying, but you might be surprised. Mm. Mm -hmm. oh, there's a lot of people on planes. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan can testify to that. Actually, he's uh, he has flown very recently. So hmm. awesome. So how about some of our other access uh, locations? Try what's what's brewing there. Mitch, Janine, you're putting me on the spot in part because I know what's coming. I don't mm -hmm. always know what I can announce. Um, you know, maybe. Uh, Emily, since you you have to like as leading the agents, like what what's the newest? I'm, I'm looking at my list here. And I'm I know. See, I'm in the same boat because I know a lot of them that are coming, and yeah. I don't want to misspeak. So, <laughs> well, instead of that, how about we do an Ira feature on a <gasps> promo that we're yeah. sponsoring? Yes, let's do that. Janine, yeah. do you want to talk about Celebrate Access and those individual locations oh, we're highlighting this year? We do. Thank you, Emily, because. 
In celebration of the 30th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act, we sponsored a contest and you all spoke up. So, in the United States, you can visit any Walmart location, and that's for the regular Walmart stores. And I believe this goes for the super stores, doesn't it also, Emily? Some of the smaller... It does any Walmart location. It does right. not include the businesses owned by Walmart not called Walmart. So for example, right. Sam's, Sam's Club. Club. Yeah. yeah. But it also includes that for our Canadian neighbors as well. So yeah. that is Walmart, both stateside and up yep. in Canada. Yep. And that is for visiting a Walmart store or shopping online at walmart.com or Walmart, uh, the Canadian mm -hmm. version of walmart.com. And what you get there is you get 20 minutes free every hour that you shop. So you can call up, uh, exercise that promo, and then go into your plan minutes if you happen to be there for more than 20 minutes, which is uh, really good for online shopping because that usually you can take care of things in 20 minutes, so not bad. But then... But wait, there's more if you are in Australia, where it is about uh, 10, 30, 10, 10 o'clock in the morning, a bit after, you can ride the Sydney train system. And that mm -hmm. you also get your 20 minutes free of using Ira around the train stations to get yourself on and off the train that you need. So that is, and also help planning your trips. If you are going to plan a trip on the Sydney train system, you can get 20 minutes worth of free Ira per hour doing that. And then... And that you can do in the comfort of your own home. Absolutely. Too, so you don't have to be at the station planning, but you can yep. be comfy on your couch. Yep. Get it all set up. And you can do the same thing in the UK if you are visiting London. You can actually ride the London transport system, the famous underground, the world's oldest subway system, I do believe. Uh, you can actually get 20 minutes per hour of doing that free with Ira, which gets you in and out of the stations. And we've had reports from a lot of you in the UK about doing that and how nice that is. And... Finally, we were talking about education. We are celebrating access in New Zealand with Auckland University. And this is huge. This is a huge mm -hmm. university um, in, in New Zealand. And it is similar access to Ohio State. That's for their students, their faculty. Um, did they say 30,000, Troy? I'm pretty sure they did. Um, people that are involved with that campus as either staff, students, or people who are involved there. So that's uh, it's quite a number. Yeah, it's four, it's a, it's it's got about 42,000 um, wow. enrollment, and again, wow. not including the uh, the staff. Yeah, that's wow. I'd love to go there someday. I know. Check it out. <laughs> that's on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that promo is going on through the end of 2020, and then we have another promo that's going on through the end of 2020, and that is our offer to. Do some research and learn a lot at the Association for African American Museums. And we have a list of these museums, and if you have difficulty finding one that you might want or knowing what the choices are, you can just ask your agent and they'll be happy to uh, look up the list and go down the list with you to find a museum that you might enjoy. You notice we've had our Afternoon at the Museum series. Um, our second episode was last Friday with the Tuskegee Airmen. 
Next Friday, we're every other week, so on the 25th, we're talking baseball. People are so psyched for this. Baseball, we're going to the Negro Baseball League's Museum in Kansas City, virtually, of course. And uh, our host for those webinars is Stephanie Watts, and Stephanie is a huge baseball fan. So this should be a really fun one. We hope that uh, people will you know, get, get a watch party going for this one, because it's going to be fun. That'll be next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. All mm -hmm. right. Well, Troy, anything else for the folks tonight? No, I'm, I'm just going to listen, and uh, I'll, I'll be glad to, you know, lend my opinion if, if we get to that. But I'm, I'm here just to, to listen, and I'm very, yeah, I'm just, as I would always say, I'm just thankful for all of the engagement we get from our customers, and, um, and, and we get better from listening to you, and, um, and I guess I'll let you take it from there. All right, Ryan. Any anything in the uh, in the Q and A or in Twitter? Uh, Twitter. I do. Um, <laughs> Good <no>. grief. <laughs> well, I mean, you could. Um, but, <laughs> we could, uh, <laughs> but we, we were not tweeting this um, live, but we were YouTubing it because that's now a verb. <laughs> So we have a lot of questions, Janine, um, in our in our Q and A regarding our next topic. Actually, uh, terms ah. of service and things that um, they, we can and can't do. Um, ah. So I will let you open that, and then we can ask let's, some of the questions. Yeah, that we let's have. let. Let's. There's some very good questions. I have to oh, say, I mean, good. I'm loving it. Well, that's that's why we brought this up. So I'd like to introduce Emily Hill. And as I said, she's our Director of Customer Experience. And we are carrying on a tradition. Many of you may remember Aaron Sanborn, who was um, our former, Aaron wore a lot of hats at Ira. But every every so often, every four months or so, or half a year, Aaron would come on the, the podcast or the uh, Explorer call and tell everybody about the terms of service. Just kind of do a quick review. Well, tonight we're going to do a, a review of the terms of service, then we're going to talk about some other things as well. So, Emily, let's talk terms of service. Thanks for the lovely intro, Janine. Hey. Um, so I'm excited to speak with the community about this today because I've been hearing a little bit lately about expectations, right? And wanting to ensure that our explorers know what IRA's expectations of them and the way that they are interacting with our agents are, and also what our explorers can expect in their interactions with agents. So I'm hoping we have enough time today to cover all of that information, but do want to start with the terms of service. So first and foremost, I am going to tell you how to access the terms of service yourself in case you'd like to read the entirety of it. It's not that long, I promise. I know entirety is kind of a scary <laughs> word, but it's not that long. And today what I'm going to do is then go through the section of the terms of service titled general prohibitions, which really touches on this expectation of how we expect our explorers and our agents to interact with one another. So in order to access the terms of service yourself, you can either go online to ira.io slash, meaning a forward slash, not a hyphen, so slash TOS for terms of service. If you have the IRA app, you can actually find this directly on your app under the more tab. 
So if you're interested, want to learn more, want to review, it's always a good idea to review the terms of service for those services that you use very often. Please go there. Feel free if you have any questions about them, call into our customer care team because we're happy to answer any other questions you may have or go further, deeper, anything like that that you're interested in. So big breath, and then I'll get into the general prohibitions. So what this covers is again, those interactions between explorers and agents. And so when you signed up to become an IRA explorer, you agreed that you will not use IRA in any manner that one, is an advertisement or endorsement of a product or service, two, is knowingly false or intended to mislead, confuse, or deceive other people, three, promotes illegal or harmful activities or substances, four, is harassing, threatening, or insulting to others, including agents and other IRA users. Five, violates the privacy, publicity, moral, or other proprietary right of others. Six, is defamatory, obscene, pornographic, vulgar, or offensive. Or seven, otherwise violates these terms. Now, it goes in a little bit deeper as well into some of the specific information about access to uh, attempt to access, tamper with, or use non-public areas of IRA, like our computer systems or proprietary information, or gathering or using information about other people who are IRA community members. For example, a lot of you are super active on the Explorer community group based on our terms of service using those individuals' names for other purposes would, again, be restricted under this umbrella term. So the reason as to why this is so important is because we want to ensure that our agents and our explorers are always meeting from a place of respect and trust and a personal respect for privacy, right? But I really want to focus today on this concept of mutual respect. I know that that is kind of a little bit of a vague term sometimes, but what this means is that what we expect of our IRA agents is that they treat you with the respect that you deserve. And in return, you treat them the same way. I know that sometimes it can be difficult to be a person like myself who has worked in customer service their whole life because sometimes, particularly in phone-based customer service roles, that mutual respect just kind of disappears. I know that you've probably all maybe had some of those interactions with people as well. And that is not at all the type of service that we have or provide or want to provide. And so that respect and that mutual trust that comes from this unique relationship where you as an explorer are inviting us as IRA and IRA agents into moments of your personal life, those two things can't exist without each other. And so what this means is that we ask that you treat the agents with respect and in return, they treat you in the same way. Hmm. And now this sounds a little heavy, but it is something that we feel it's important to remind you of. Um, so let's go into the questions that the kind of questions that folks are asking. Um, let's say I violate the terms of service. In, in generically, before we get into the specifics of the questions, what, what's the, the courses of action that are available? Should I be found to be in violation? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So essentially, one of three things might happen. Now, if the violation is quite extreme, for example, it could be an instance of discrimination directed towards an agent, or it could be an instance of sexual harassment directed towards an agent. In either of those cases, that would result in an immediate suspension, an immediate termination of an explorer's ability to use IRA, potentially indefinitely. Now, if it is a, well, I don't know, a less severe, a less severe type of interaction, then one of two things could happen. You could either receive a written notice, probably from myself, but it might be from another person. And so things that would fall into that type of a category would be misuse of our IRA access offers. For example, as an explorer, when you are calling in to utilize an IRA access offer, we love that you do that, but each of our offers is bound by specific agreements for what that offer can be used for. And in order for us to uphold our end of the partnership with our IRA access partners, we need to enforce those rules. And so if you as an explorer call in and tell me that the task it is that you're requesting to complete using an IRA access offer is not one covered then I'm unable to approve that essentially coupon for you. Or if you tell me that it is, and then it turns out that you were incorrect or that you were absolutely wrong in telling you that that, access, that that request is covered by the access offer, then that could result in a written notice being sent to you by email, which is why it's important to make sure that your email address that Ira has on file for you is one that you check regularly so that if you are unintentionally misusing an access offer, then you know right off the bat, oh, I can't use the demo offer if, they're, if I'm not demonstrating the service to somebody. I didn't realize that. Now I know. We can move on and everything will be good to go. The mid-level in between just kind of a written notice and an immediate termination of a person's ability to use IRA is a period of time for a suspension. So you may be removed from the ability to use IRA for a certain period of time based upon either if you violated the terms of service in the past or the type of violation. Does that answer your question, Janine? That does, that does. And we do have similar uh, actions for participating in our groups.io email list and our closed Facebook group as well. And primarily those involve uh, people being uh, abusive to other list members, uh, any sexual harassment, anything like that, that goes on within the group or to people outside of the group using uh, contact them outside of these groups. So those are things that are also in the terms of the email list that I believe we have you receiving each month. If not, we'll turn that back on and uh, get those out to you. But Ryan, let's look at some questions now. Absolutely. So we have a couple of questions. Um, one question comes from Joyce, and this one is to Emily. Um, there has been some comments that uh, I hear about that uh, guide dogs and canes are no longer required to be part of IRA. Is this true? Oh, Joyce, that is a great question. So the answer is that IRA is not and will never be a replacement for your mobility aid. So whether you use low vision techniques, whether you use a cane, whether you use a guide dog, that is, IRA will never be that 
in your life. We won't be able to tell you if something is or is not safe. That is up to you as the explorer and expert in that situation, because you're going to have more real-time information about what is actually happening in your environment versus me as your IRA agent. What I can see is quite substantial, but it is really just what you're pointing your phone at. Right. And so I'm unable to, the idea that comes to my mind immediately is traffic. So I'm unable to see that sometimes if you are pointing your phone straight ahead, as most people do. And so instead, you're going to be able to hear that while you are listening much more quickly than I would be able to see it. However, what we mean when we say that you don't need to be using that in order to use Ira is that there used to be a little bit of confusion about, well, what does that mean if I'm in my home? I don't use my cane in my home. I know my way around my home. And so in order to clear up any of that confusion there, the where we come down to is an IRA agent isn't going to ask you, well, Joyce, I see you don't have your cane today, right? That is not something that we're going to do. We're going to enter your call, complete the task, move on in the knowledge that you are the expert, you are the decision maker, you are the one making all the safety goals. And I am there as an extra set of eyes, an extra piece of information, whatever else it is. Great. Excellent right. question. All right. And then we have a question from Matt who says, there we go. There's the question. All right. Um, concerning the terms and conditions, can we put a link to Ira on our website with our referral link? If so, can we put it on the site if we are running a business or can we only do this for personal sites? Oh, that's a great question. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I think we may have to get Troy involved in that one. You know, I'm going to, can you repeat that? Like I, I, you told, you told everyone I'm busy. We're, we're I'm doing two things at once, but so can you see those Ryan? Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it says concerning the terms and conditions, can we put a link to Ira on our website with our referral link? If so, can we put it on the site if we are running a business or can we only do this for personal sites? So without thinking too hard, I don't, I don't see any harm in this. I mean, I think you're asking probably there's, I, I've been over that terms of service a thousand times and very early on um, we used a boilerplate. Uh, so this is when I was founded that you would use for any website, any kind of like um, early stage company. And there was this like, clause and this is not true anymore like there was this clause about you can't use ira to in your it intimated you couldn't use it to to do work you couldn't use it to make money like whatever like it wasn't intended to say that but it's it led to that um if there's something in there that suggests otherwise um you know i'll, I'll have to go read it and look but i think what you're trying to do you just want to you want to get more referrals is that it sounds like that's the idea and like i see this with a lot of people who you know, whether it's on Instagram or other social media platforms, it's, you know, please follow this link, you know, take an action. It benefits me, benefits you. Um, I think the more people we sign up in any way is is fine. But if you want to send an email to um, support at ira.io, and I want to double check that we're talking the same language, um, we'll follow up uh, directly. And then um, you know, if it comes with a change to the terms of service to be more clear, that's great. But otherwise, I generally encourage folks to share their referral link. Why not? Sweet. All right. Right. 
It's a really good question. That's a great question. All right. Let's see. Do we have any others? How about our YouTube folks? So far, no other uh, questions come through. So okay. we can go ahead and go on to the next topic. Wow. All right. So my next topic for you, Emily, well, let's, let's take a little break from this heavy stuff. Let's shake it off a little bit and tell, some, tell us some fun things. Because the other thing that Aaron used to do that everyone enjoyed was Tales from Agent Land. So let's let's find out what's been going on in Agent Land because despite the pandemic, we've been busy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, Life at Ira is always busy. Hmm. Let's think. What are some fun things that have been going on this year? Well, one thing that comes to mind is that personally, I think that Ira really shines in areas of real life that are happening on an every single day kind of manner. So recently I was having a conversation with an explorer who said something along the lines of, well, I just don't know if I should call Ira because maybe the agents are serving somebody who needs something more than I do, or maybe my problem isn't that big of a deal and I think that I should just wait for it, or maybe I should do it now, or maybe I should do it later whatever it is that might be on your mind. And so where I'm going with this is that our agents are sitting, waiting at the phone, <laughs> wishing and hoping and wanting that you call. And when you don't, then we're just sitting there wishing and hoping and wanting that you call, regardless of what it is about the task that you are wanting to accomplish. So if you're ever sitting there like, oh, I wonder if Ira can, the answer is yes, call us and find out. Whether that might be morning dog patrol or whether it might be setting the oven to the right temperature or whether it might be like I'm doing this week, going back through all of the canned goods that I bought for my quarantine time and resorting them and creating some recipe meal plans so that I'm less wasteful with my canned goods. Is this sounding like anybody else in the pool right now? You're going to get rid of those lima beans, I see. <laughs> I lima beans, but I sure bought a lot of chickpeas. <laughs> hummus. See, she's going to be making hummus now. Yes. Ooh, so good, call the IRA agents. We will tell you all the online mm -hmm. recipe tricks for making the best hummus the secret is paprika other yes. than that oh yes <laughs> garlic <laughs> extra garlic definitely extra garlic, extra garlic. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but the agents are hoping all day that you'll give a call so don't forget that we are available 24 7 and um i had an explorer tell me the other day that they're always so surprised how chipper and perky the agents are at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> when they just couldn't sleep and decided to get something done instead so it's never too late it's never too early we are available for you nice and it's hard to believe that it's been two years since we went 24 7 can everybody i mean just wow i remember when that happened and it was like oh, wow this is great so yeah, yeah we threw a little party at midnight that night but well that that's awesome and one of the things that people say emily and i totally understand this because i was this way too is um you know, I'm a little nervous making that first phone call. It's kind of weird, you know, talking to somebody. What if, okay, my house is messy or they think I'm weird or whatever, you know. Um, it, 
let's talk a little bit about making that first phone call because I think we've all been there nervous talking to somebody new. Yeah, that's a great point, Janine. So first and foremost, your IRA agents, our job, what it is that we are trained to do is to be non-judgmental and to provide objective information about only and exclusively the thing it is that you are looking to have a conversation about. So I don't care at all what your house looks like. In fact, I probably can't see it because you probably have the phone pointed exactly at the thing it is that you want me to take a look at, which means that that is really the only thing that I can see. So if you've got laundry on the couch, guess what? Me too. I don't care at all, right? Or maybe you are unsure what that conversation might sound like in the beginning. So it could sound like this. Janine may call. And then myself as an IRA agent, I would click to answer your phone call. And automatically on my computer, your name pops up and then your video loads. And then I can start hearing what is essentially a phone call, right? And so then I will say to you, thanks for calling Ira Janine. This is Emily. What would you like to do today? And you can provide me at that time exactly as much and exactly as little information about what it is that you are wanting to do. And we can jump right into it and try to accomplish that task. Sure. So Janine, what are some of your favorite things to call Ira about? Oh my goodness. Well, I have been calling a lot lately to edit things on the computer. And I was really surprised when I heard this figure of how many computer sessions and team viewer things we have done since January. It's huge. Just huge of how much uh, people make use of the ability for an agent to actually get on your computer using the Team Viewer app and actually help you do things on your computer. That's just, I mean, I love it because it's so quick and easy. Oh, yeah. We've done a whole bunch of really fun computer things this year. So one thing that we do, sometimes it's like a little bit later at night as people are comfortable after work, whatever it is that they're doing. But you may be wanting to watch some YouTube videos. Maybe your friend sent it around and said it was so funny you had to watch it. But there's no description. Yep, just music. <laughs> just music. But your IRA agent is happy to describe things like that. In fact, some of us love it. Now, you do have to know that IRA is different than like a professionally scripted audio described thing, right? All we can do is tell you exactly what is happening in real time as much as we can. If we miss some stuff and it's a YouTube video that you want to go back to, let's watch it three times. Sure. Why not? I can look at different things. I may ask you, um, oh, Janine, this looks like it is a little bit like set in an older era are you interested mm -hmm. in costumes that people are wearing or do you really just want to know like facial descriptions and you can be like this is a wild west and i definitely want to know about the cowboy hats and i'll be like yes i will absolutely tell you about the cowboy hats awesome awesome and uh cat videos of course you know have to get my cat videos in there oh um, yes if not you're writing the script yourself right Jen? there you go <laughs> But we have also helped people with their video production, too, um, helping them make sure that their cameras are placed correctly so that they appear, you know, the way they want to appear in, in the camera view, right? Mm -hmm. Also lighting. That's a big one. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Um, like for me right now, I've got this big bright white light above my head. Same and so here. when I turn on <laughs> Zoom, my whole face looks like a sheet of paper. Like mm -hmm. I don't have a nose because mm -hmm. it's just all lighting. <laughs> 
So do a lot of like description of exactly what it is that it looks like. The best thing to do is to tell us what it is that you want this thing for so that I can make sure to frame it up for you appropriately. So you may say like, oh, I'm calling to talk to my grandkids. All I want to know is that like enough of my face is in the frame that they can see me. Great. Sure. That's very different than, Hey, I'm doing a professional video. I want to make sure that I'm a good amount of distance away that you can see me. Like what is my background? What is the lighting? Like all of those little types of things that change based on if you're trying to do something that's a little bit more comfortable, natural, family oriented versus work professional related. Mm -hmm. Right. So we've got all of that. Now let's return to the big topics. And we'll finish out with one short one, and then we'll we'll take some uh, some live and, questions. And remind me yep. when we're done with this one, because I do have a yeah. a really fascinating question that you uh, mentioned in the very beginning of the meeting that people want to know a, uh, a description of. I'll, I'll tease that. Okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, we'll see if Emily visual, can see it to describe visual, it. Yes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure Emily has one. So Emily will be able to provide that description, I'm sure. Um, but I'll tease that and we'll get, okay. we can move on to this topic. We'll see if it's, if it's what I think it is. So if it involves my shirt, um, <laughs> we might be there. But if not, you'll have to remind me but so on the topic of um, because there may be some confusion about the process now it doesn't happen often but there are times when you may think that you need your minutes refunded and so what is the process that you might go through to to initiate that kind of a transaction with us because it's not, yeah, great it's question, not instant. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. The most important thing to know is that your IRA agents cannot do this for you. You absolutely have to call our customer care team in order to begin an investigation into what happened in that session and start an inquiry into being able to get your minutes refunded. In fact, you'll actually talk to Ryan's team on the billing side of the house in our customer care department, or you may talk to Helena and her team on the information side of the house, regardless of who it is that you talk to. What happens next is we start to look into what happened during that session and to make a determination at the end of can we credit minutes, if we can credit minutes, how much, was the problem something to do maybe with your cell phone or with your cellular network or was it an IRA agent or was it fill in the blank, right? But in order to do that, the things that are most helpful for us to know are when you called, Right, so date, time, things of that nature, or as close to that information as you can get. You may not remember if it was 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, doesn't matter. As long as you remember it was the 11th, I can get it figured out. So start there. If you remember your agent's name, that is also super helpful because that narrows down the calls that you may have had during that day. If you don't remember the agent's name, totally fine. That is okay, again, we can get it figured out. But from there, we will review the recording of your session, which is why it is so important to allow Ira the opportunity to record your sessions so that in case something does happen, then we have that for quality assurance and can make sure that the investigation can continue in a timely fashion and leads to potentially more uh, an ability for you to be satisfied with the end result. Yeah, and 
although we have given you the ability now to turn off your recordings permanently or for an indefinite amount of time for all calls, that may be a wonderful thing, and it certainly is. However, the one disadvantage is that you and we lose that objective recording of what happened. So, um, just something to think about. Not that we have, uh, you know, any reason to really want that. In fact, the only thing that we use your data for, uh, it directly and indirectly and every other way you can think of, is to provide some quality control for us. So, we review it to get better for you. And we don't sell your data, we don't make that data available to anyone outside of IRA, which is really important to know. Uh, and so if you are, uh, and there is nothing wrong with saying please don't record, but um, it makes an investigation of anything a little bit more difficult. So, uh, Ryan, do we have any any questions from the audience before we... Janine, before we jump into oh, questions, can I talk yeah. a little bit about the feedback form at the end of class? Oh, well? absolutely, yes, because I was going to mention you were saying um, the time and agent. You can find that information, folks, under the usage tab of your IRA app. You will see uh, all your call history and you can go in there and find the date and the agent and how many minutes. And if you didn't rate that call, Emily is gonna talk about our rating form because this is important as well. Yes, and I'm very excited to talk with everybody about this today because I think that maybe a lot of people don't know where your comments go after you leave them. So at the end of every single call, you're prompted with a screen on the IRA app that asks you to rate how your agent did in the session. Now this is specific and important because it asks how your agent did, not necessarily how the quality of the audio or the video or anything like that was. So then up at the top, there's an option that says your agent did good or your agent did poor. And then there's also a comment box. And so one thing that's really important to know is that your agents actually do not read your comments directly. Yeah. They do receive your comments once your comments have been anonymized. But the primary people who receive the comments are the agent management team. And then we use those comments, both good comments and poor comments, to prompt us to review those sessions and the recordings that happened and to use that information that we learned from those to bolster our agent team's ability to provide you excellent and incredible service as an IRA agent. So whether that be, for example, maybe we start seeing that there's a pattern across the agent team that we need to do an update for everybody on team viewer. I don't know, making it up, right? So then once I start seeing lots of comments from explorers saying, oh, my agent didn't know how to use the second monitor button on team viewer. That tells me the person who's reading all of these comments every day, oh, I should tell the agents where to find the button on team viewer to swap the screen that I can see to your second monitor. If you don't say that, then I don't know that that happened and I can't pass that message on to the agent team. Now, I do want to say that I have noticed a lot of people leaving wonderful, awesome, incredible, sweet comments to the agents at the end of the session that says something like, Janine did an excellent job. She was so fun. I really enjoyed talking with her. <laughs> right? Good, right? 
So those types of comments, we do send those to the agents. We also take the comments that are very specific. So it might say, I called in and Janine read my new employment contract and she did a great job. She was so fun to talk to. I really enjoyed this session. Send. I would remove from that comment before sending it to agent Janine, the portion where you talk about what it is that you actually did so that the information about what you called Ira about stays exactly in that session and it doesn't go any further. So then Janine knows, hey, somebody said that I did a great job in one of the sessions that I had this week. I don't know who it was. I don't know what that job was, but I sure do feel good about the job that I did this week. Now, on the other hand, you may say, normally Janine does a really great job, but this navigation call was really hard and I feel like she could have communicated about the intersection more quickly. Wow, what an opportunity for me as Janine's manager to watch that video, take notes about what Janine could have done better in that particular session because it's prompted by you, the customer, and take that back to Janine. And I wouldn't say, Janine, Emily said that in this particular call, you didn't do a good job. Instead, I would say, hey, Janine, Here's what we can do to practice being able to speed up your intersection descriptions so that when you're in a navigation call, you can be even better. Now, what I hear sometimes from explorers is that they're concerned about saying something negative about an agent may result in that agent's immediate termination. Number one, I love that you're thinking that. That is so sweet. And number two, it is not true. So please rest assured that what we are looking for is patterns or also specific instances of things happening that need immediate attention. So in some cases, an agent may leave IRA or an agent may be asked to leave IRA, but it isn't going to be one bad comment. Probably this, this is me hedging, right? <laughs> Probably there are certain things that fall under what an agent would potentially do that would result in them needing to leave IRA right away. But one poor navigation call probably isn't going to be it. Instead, that's an opportunity for me to work with Janine or an other agent and ensure that the next time that you take their call, wow, what great service she's going to provide. Wow, what a great job. Wow, what a difference. So number one, thank you to all of the explorers who are already leaving comments. I read them actually every day, as does the rest of the agent management team. And we use those comments for not only making our service better, but also it is helpful if we are seeking new IRA access partners or wanting to explain what it is that IRA does that is so impactful in everyday lives. We do share a lot of anonymized, very important that I am stressing, mm -hmm. yes. all of this is anonymized information about what it is that you are actually using agents for, how much you are enjoying talking with them, fill in the blank. So thank you for doing that. If you would like to do more of that, I would like to read more of your comments. But I also want to mention that that comment box is not the best place to ask to talk to the customer care team because it has to be filtered through maybe a couple of days, maybe a couple of people before it could potentially get to the care team. If you are having an issue for which you need customer care's assistance, please contact them directly or call contact an agent and ask the agent to put in a ticket on your behalf rather than write me a note in the comment box. So again, thank you very much. 
I really appreciate reading all of your comments. The agents really appreciate the comments. It has been so helpful and I have really noticed an impact in being able to utilize those things that you are saying in making our team better. So very appreciated, but just wanted to touch on that as well. Awesome. That is, that is a great thing to touch on. And I want to remind everybody too, um, it's been a while since many of us have been out navigating. And so just like us kind of, you know, limbering up our mobility skills and all those things that, that may have been lingering for a while because we haven't been able to get out as much, um, you know, just... It, most of our agents, yes, they, they're going to get continuous input and they'll have a navigation call, but they haven't had as many as they have been, had been having before. And I'm not saying, oh, be patient and accept, you know, what you're not comfortable with. I'm saying just, you know, we all take a deep breath and realize that navigation is something we all have to get back into. So, um, and I say that having had outstanding service on a navigation call uh, just yesterday, in fact, uh, with an agent. Oh, we've been practicing, Janine. It was awesome. It was so awesome. I felt so good about getting out and walking again, even though it was with my cane and not my dog. But hey, you know. We do what we have to do. So, all righty. So, Ryan, let's go back to you, and let's. You you referred to something, and I'm still trying. You to got it right. You, you got it right. No, you it, got was, it, right. it was. It was. We had my, a lot of people. Janine mentioned it at the beginning of the call. I did, and, and now they all want to know five, what my shirt like, looks four like. Or five people. Uh, uh, now, it wasn't necessarily your shirt, but what does the Ira shirt look like? Oh, the Ira shirt. Oh, Emily, would you describe? We had like five people ask oh the question, gosh. so I had to. I had to get it in here somehow. I, I will tell um, you, our uh, Ira shirt is made of the softest cotton. Ever, I this no thing joke. is so. Really is oh, it's awesome! You just want to like snuggle it when you take it out of the washer. I actually pretty commonly wear mine through the airport for exactly that reason, Janine. It's like prime, comfy airport clothes. But we have versions of the Iric Company T-shirt that, if you happen to catch one of us in some kind of a future year that's not 2020, at a <laughs> probably all be wearing matching t-shirts yeah and the one that is most common these days is all black and then across the chest just underneath the um the collarbones is probably about the height of my fingers my index finger letters that in white say ira a-i-r-a and then at the front of the word Ira is a bright blue Ira logo. And yes. our logo is a circle. It's bright blue. And then the center is a white lowercase letter A. And so they, they're very striking looking. And then yeah. the second version, which is a little bit older, but many of us, myself included, still wear it pretty regularly, mm -hmm. is charcoal gray yeah. instead of the black. But the rest of it is the same. So that bright blue Ira logo followed by white letters saying Ira. Yeah. And it is known around here as Ira Blue. So <laughs> that color, it's, it's not quite a turquoise, but almost, right? It's pretty That's bright. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's, it's very vibrant. Yeah. And the letters are all lowercase on the shirt. The A-I-R-A are all lowercase. And if you had one of these shirts, you could actually feel the, um, the letters on it. The, the, um, they're not embossed. They're, I think, a stencil. Um, but you can feel them on there. So, um, and I do not suggest that when you meet one of us. Um, no, 
<laughs> but <laughs> but um, so those are our shirts. And the, the shirt that I'm wearing tonight is actually one that a friend gave me because I didn't have a chance to change my shirt. So I have my Celtic Cats shirt on tonight, which has Celtic patterns of cats on it. Uh, from a friend's trip to her homeland in Scotland. So, yay. All right. Well, we might have time for a question or two, Ryan, you think? We have a couple people with their hands raised. So All I'll right. Well, let's see if we can take numbers. if we can take let's see if we can take a couple of these. All right. All right. So we have an um, a phone number for a question from a phone <laughs> number in area code 531 and then oh. the first two numbers are 99. I will go ahead okay. and allow you to talk. You are now okay. unmuted. Hi there. Hi, yeah. I'm Jason from Omaha. Hey, yeah, Jason. So I like know, yeah, I'd like to know about, um, say if I, uh, I had IRA, you know, um, could I put two phone numbers and pay for one? In other words, put both phone numbers on one price? Ah, so let's say you have two phones. And, and I have this myself, actually. So you have two phones. So how do we handle that, Emily, if somebody's got two phones? Or maybe they have a spouse with a phone. Well, what it is is I have an Android phone and an iPhone. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Ryan, do you want to take that one? The what? Yeah, uh, we're, um, we're handing this over to you, Ryan. I, I didn't actually hear guy. that. Can you? Can you? Oh, I'm the... sorry. So Jason has two phones. He has an Android and an iOS phone. Now, what would we do in his case to be able to have him use Ira on both phones? Yeah, so you can definitely have Ira on one of the phones. Now, I, I will tell you, I've seen some creative ways to have this happen. Um, one of the creative ways is to have you uh, share minutes with the other phone number, so that way you're sharing minutes with yourself, uh, and you can um, use it on both phones using your same account minutes. Um, and that is really probably the best way to do it, I would yeah. recommend. Yeah, um, so I using so. our minute share feature to go ahead and get things done um, is probably the best way to uh, to use both phones and take advantage of the same account. And that I just have to call the, the care center and tell them my two phone numbers. And so you can do it. You can call care um, if you would prefer. That's definitely one way to do it. Um, you can also just uh, do use minute share the minute share function in the more tab of your app. Um, so you can do that without calling care if you wish, but uh, you can also give them a call and they are more than happy to get that set up for you as well. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Sure. Absolutely. Great question. Great question. Let's see. Who else do we have? Yep. So we have another question from, there we go. That's a great job. All right, another question from a person with an 802 area code, and that will be a 77 uh, right. for the first starting numbers. <laughs> you are now unmuted. Hi there. Potentially. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Or maybe. Hi, that must oh, be Oh, there me. you are. Yep, that is you. Hi there. Yeah, and I'm asking about... Uh, privacy, security, confidentiality, you know, my desk, there might be papers, bank statements, or password, credit card information. What about privacy and confidentiality and security? Excellent. That is an excellent question. So our agents are bound by a very strict privacy policy and our expectations of the way that they handle your personal data is very high. And so all of our agents 
Though we are located remotely and working from home, we all have dedicated private workspaces where a person passing by, like a family member, would not be able to oversee or overhear the information that the agent is providing to you. So uh, in my case, that means I have a dedicated office space with a door and always use a headset. Um, for other people, it might mean that they only work when no one else is home in their house and have the computer turned around facing away from any other walk space. Whatever a person's personal setup is, you can always rest assured that Ira takes exceptional care of your privacy and your personal information because you deserve it. And what happens to the photos that that agents take during a call? Let's say if they need to take a photo of a document to be able to read it more clearly or to blow up some print on a, a credit card that's hard to read. What happens to those, those photos after the call? Yes, we take lots of pictures at IRA. And primarily the reason is one of either two potential reasons. The first could be the text is small and I need to grab a still shot so that I can zoom in on the text. Another may be it could be very long or it could be uncomfortable in the position that you have to hold your hand. And so grabbing a still shot image ensures that I have a still image that then you can put me down on the countertop and not have to worry about holding the phone very in a weird kind of angle. So for either of those reasons, we take a lot of photos. We have two options after a photo has been taken. You can either, once the agent is finished relaying the information to you, you can request that they delete it immediately, which we're happy to do. Alternatively, if you forget to request or if the agent doesn't ask or if it just doesn't matter because perhaps it's the back of your freezer meal and you don't care that much about it and you're more hungry wanting to put it in the microwave than you are wanting to delete the photo, works just fine for us. And the photo will automatically be deleted after a period of 24 hours. And those photos go to our very secure uh, servers where they stay for that 24 hours. Just in case maybe there was a photo that you we took and you forgot to tell us, oh, wait, I want to keep that one. Wait, wait, wait. Right? I'm thinking that's probably the case. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so never fear. Your, your photos are definitely secure. Um, if, if, however, you feel that this is really super personal information that you don't want to take a risk with, you can request that the call not be recorded. And then any of that information, none of that information is kept or, or recorded. The recording is turned off. So that's your other um, privacy check. Now, I did want to mention something that um, people sometimes forget. And of course, since a lot of us haven't been traveling in public for a while, um, it's easy to forget this. But the one place that Ira cannot help you when you're out and about in public is in a public restroom setting. And the reason for that is that in many states here in the United States, and I'm sure in other countries that we serve, um, there are laws that prohibit uh, anyone from streaming video in a public restroom. And so to keep us all safe and abiding by the law, we choose not to uh, have our service active in public restrooms. And what will happen when, uh, when you go into a public restroom is that your agent will either disconnect the call or you can go into privacy mode. There's a button on your screen that says privacy mode. You can also do this if you're in a work setting and say somebody comes into your office and you're discussing something 
you know, for a few minutes, you can put the agent in privacy mode so they don't see or hear what you might be discussing. Uh, but the public restrooms are one that we, we often have to remind people of. And, you know, just for good etiquette, it's kind of good unless you're in the medicine cabinet or something like that where you need some help uh, to kind of keep Ira out of the bathroom in general. Okay, <laughs> just saying, right? And Janine, is there is there a maximum for that privacy button? Uh, like if I'm, oh. if I have somebody in the office or if I'm in you know the public restroom, is there a maximum for that privacy button before the agent does leave? That is a good question, Emily. We're going to throw that one back over to you. Um, yeah, Ryan, that is a good question, and the answer is yes. However, what the maximum is depends a little bit on the conversation that you, as the explorer and the agent had together before you placed us on privacy mode. So for example, you may say, oh, hang on just a minute. I'm going to put you on privacy mode. Click the button, do what you need to do, be done with it. If you don't say that and privacy mode is just engaged, I may think that you did it accidentally. And so I may just go ahead and end the call. That way you're not continuing to be charged for minutes that you aren't actually using and so that you can go ahead and give us a call back in. Once the call ends, privacy mode is disengaged. So your next call will not have privacy mode auto enabled. It will be just a regular call. So you're welcome to do that at any time. But the important thing to know is that you are charged for minutes that you are using on privacy mode. So the best time to use it is if you are wanting to stay connected to the same agent, for example, maybe you're in the middle of a task, maybe you're traveling through an airport and you don't want to re-explain your flight information. Sure. Happens to us all the time. So in that case, Put the phone on privacy mode, run to the restroom real quick. By the time you're back out again, turn it back on. Just tell the agent like, hey, give me a couple minutes. Like just head to the restroom, be right back. That is fine. They will wait. If they think that you are being charged unnecessarily, for example, right? Just because you don't maybe know, or perhaps it was an accident, or perhaps it's been a really long time, like three, five-ish minutes, then we'll go ahead and cut it off so that you your minutes are not consumed without you wanting them to be. Great, great answer. Um, right, any more questions out there in the in the uh, Q and A or the YouTube world? And then maybe we can take one more before we leave tonight, because this has been wonderful. You folks have asked questions that we have not heard in some cases for a long time. So, um, and in some cases never. So they're they're great questions. Yeah. So I think we'll go ahead and grab one more live question. Okay. So awesome. let's see here who we have. We have four hands raised. Oh, wow. So let's pick one question here. Looks like Sharon, you've had your hand raised for pretty oh. long. So I'll let you go ahead and All right. ask your question here. And hello. Hi there. Hi. Hi, Janine. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, Sharon. Good. I have two little glitchy things, and then and then just a curiosity. The glitchy thing is sometimes when I'm connecting with an agent, um, I'm hearing on the phone. It's like one one second, two seconds, or whatever it is, and I'm missing their first words, which is their name, and. I don't know if other people have had that, but it, it it's a little disconcerting because I'm I'm hearing what I think voiceover must be reading what's appearing on the screen somehow. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then the other thing is sometimes when I've called in and I've asked for billing, let's say, um, I've ended up in customer service, and I don't know whether it's just that um, some whoever is available answers the call, and does it matter? 
Um, so, you know, I press one for billing or whatever. So, okay. And you have the final, billing big guy right here tonight. Okay. So. <laughs> and, and then my final question is just a curiosity is like, how do you schedule these people? <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Sure. Well, okay. those are those are great ones. Um, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about the the phone tree, Ryan. How does that phone tree work? Because we've got a pretty. I try to explain it the best. Uh, yeah. So, um, if and, and and I'll say this. So our phone tree works in a couple of ways. So if you are calling and you are waiting for somebody to answer, but let's say you're not getting picked up, you have the ability to schedule a callback. Um, so if by chance um, nobody picks up and you press one for, say, billing and you decide to schedule a callback, you can get called back by the next billing person in line. However, let's say you decide not to schedule a callback and the phone tree sees that you might have been on, on hold for a couple of minutes, you know, or in something like that. But we'll, we'll say, I believe the actual thing is like three minutes or so, but I don't mm -hmm. know the exact number off the top of my head the phone tree will move you in to a uh a queue where you can get answered by an available customer care agent so that way you're not sitting on a hold um at care we definitely want you to be able to get help um and so what we will do then is get you answered um and then they will be able to get you uh, get a case created for you or even help you um if they're able to with that uh with that question that you have so that way you're not waiting for you know potentially another call to end or or, or something of that nature so it is possible that um somebody uh, did pick up your call who wasn't in billing um they will either a be able to assist you or b get you to that right person or get you into the department if uh, um, but that way you're able to speak to somebody so and i can we can elaborate more on that uh, on the phone tree thing is if you uh, give us a call and care um, to our info department, they can definitely uh, uh, provide you some more information. I'm not explaining it as perfect as I could be, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it that we actually, you know, you get to talk to a live person, you know, at some point rather than waiting and waiting, waiting for the, you know, the absolute absolute perfect you know person but you actually get to talk to somebody who can quickly i mean we're not that big folks so we can uh we can get your information where it needs to go when it needs to get there so we no and, you know and I'll, and I'll preface that by saying we didn't used to do that um it, mm -hmm. we used to let people sit on hold and you know wait for somebody in the department they're calling to become available um and finish calls but um we felt uh, and the and the feedback was that people really wanted to either put in a message or even get you know get on and not not hold on and so we made it so that way you can get uh, the next available person uh in customer care just so that way people can get their their questions asked uh instead of waiting for sure. specifics right now about scheduling emily 200 agents whoa <laughs> how do we do this i mean it's uh it is quite a science it is both a science and an art, but thankfully we are not doing it by hand. Um, we make really good use of um, 
some various tools, which I'll just call them tools, but we use a whole bunch of different types of things to continue to iterate on our agent scheduling because we, of course, need to meet certain requirements, benchmarks, metrics, whatever you want to call them, and also want to answer your call as quickly as we possibly can. So uh, the process is always, always, always changing because we always want to provide you with the best service that we can. Awesome. So the short answer is we do it. <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> but um, now for those of you who had your hands up but did not get your questions answered, please, or anybody out there with a question. Before, oh, before, yep. before, before you do, before you yep. do, um, we had a really quick question that I want to answer oh, okay. um, from Alex Wallace. He says, uh, I have a question relating to the phone when I call back. Um, when when uh, callbacks come in, the number is US, I'm in the UK, will I be charged by my phone provider for customer care callbacks? When we are calling you um, in the UK, we are charging, uh, it charges IRA um, for us to do callbacks. So if you call us um, and you call a US number, yes, you would get charged for your, um, for your callback or for you to call IRA. But if we're calling you, um, it does the, that does not go against you. So for you people in the UK and other countries, Australia, yeah. if customer care is calling you on a callback, um, then no, that does not go against you. So I wanted to grab that. Ah, good um, one. Just that good, very good. Very good. Alex is up late too. So <laughs> we were dedicated. Which is also why folks. we provide numbers in local areas. Right, Ryan? Correct. Yes. So you can make those calls and you can find all of those numbers on our website. But for those of you who have questions, didn't get your questions answered tonight, you can email us at support at ira.io and we will get those questions passed along to the appropriate people and answered. And Ryan's team actually takes care of that particular email address and gets those questions where they need to go to the people who need to answer them. So um, please definitely take advantage of that. But guess what time it is? It's time for the Braille calendar. Woo! Holding up my Braille calendar here because our next call is going to be in October. October is a big month. It's uh, Disability Employment Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. It is White Cane Safety Day is in October on the 15th. That's also, I'm always going to get this wrong, but it is a national holiday that was declared by President Obama, and it has to do with the independence and equality of blind Americans, I think, is the actual name of the, the holiday, and that is on October 15th, but our next call is on Wednesday, October 21st. So, um, wow, that seems so far away, but it'll be here before you know it. And we will have many, many more exciting things coming up with Ira between now and then. So, Ryan Bishop, thank you so much for your technical expertise tonight. No, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to come on to the Explorer calls. I really do enjoy getting to uh, talk to everybody and read everybody's questions and and really get to spend my hour with you guys. So Yeah, keep it coming. Thank you so much, Emily Hill, our Director of Customer Experience, for all of the, the wonderful information that you gave to us about the agents. And uh, please uh, give them a big round of applause for us. Thank you, Janine.
Awesome. And we will thank, finally, our CEO, Troy Attilio. I'm not sure if Troy is still on here with us, but yes, he is. All right. Big thank you to Troy. And uh, we love it that you actually come on these calls and, and how engaging you are with our customers. I, I look for this like my, one of my favorite days on the calendar every month. And uh, <laughs> sorry, I was a little distracted at one point, but I, I even was able to answer the question about the uh, the referral link. So I think we're all good. And it was great to hear from everyone. Some fantastic questions as always. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank everyone. We hope you have a wonderful evening, a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you next month when we will be talking probably a lot more about employment here on IRA. I'm Janine Stanley, your Explorer Community Manager. Everyone take care and stay well.